Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. It's been said that beauty is wasted on the young. For older runners, we might say that it's not just beauty, it's speed. It's a biological fact that our bodies do start to decline in ability after a certain age, and many runners will automatically assume that their days of personal records are behind them. Yet world records in all age groups across all running distances continue to be shattered. The best of the best masters runners are proving that they're not slowing down. They're getting faster. Of course, I'm not here to tell you that the world's fastest 70-year-old will beat the world's fastest 30-year-old, but the masters runners of today are fitter and faster than ever before. How can it be? Have the elite older runners unlocked the running fountain of youth? Let's find out. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. Last week, we talked all about how to fit running into your busy life, and today, we'll explore how you can get fitter and faster no matter what your age. We'll look at the traditional signs of aging, how to slow down the slowdown, and we'll talk about some factors that you might not even be considering that affect your speed. If you're a runner over 40, or if you plan to be, this is the episode for you. Before we get into it, I want to announce something that has the power to transform your running over the next year. It's called the Sprint Sessions. I'll be hosting live 30-minute coaching sessions on the topics that you need the most, from speed work and intervals, pacing and strategy, race fueling and nutrition, and more. The first session is Thursday, December 7th, 2023 at 12 p.m. Eastern, and it's all about how to plan your training and racing schedule for next year so you're training smart and peaking at the perfect time for your goals. We'll go over how to schedule your tuna braces, what to do in the offseason, and how to tell if your goals are realistic in the first place. This is a value-packed, interactive session with me that you don't want to miss. If you can't make it live, you'll have lifetime access to the recording and course materials to go through whenever it works for you. All my coaching athletes and PR team members will get these sessions included with their membership. So if you're on the fence about joining, now is the perfect time. Join the team at theplantedrunner.com group today. If you just want the sprint sessions, they are really affordable, especially if you bundle six of them together. Learn more and reserve your session seat at theplantedrunner.com slash running dash year. That's theplantedrunner.com slash running dash year. Of course, I'll have the link in the show notes if you're out for a run right now. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Anytime a runner comes to me for coaching or a custom plan, I ask them about their struggles. I'd like to read a few to you. Maggie said, I struggle thinking that because of my age, I can't run fast anymore. Ben wrote, I'm feeling too old to be fast. And Alicia said, 
I struggle a lot comparing myself to how I used to run. All my PRs are so old now, and my hard workouts often are not any faster than my easy runs used to be. This breaks my heart. Part of what's going on here simply is our culture's ingrained ageism that tells us we become weaker, slower, and less valuable as we age. We've been told that we'll slow down, so we do. Of course, age will be a factor in how you train, recover, and perform. But it's not a given fact that speed just falls off a cliff. We don't have to accept that once we reach 40 or 50 or 60 or whatever age you think is old, that some kind of switch is flipped. But I'm not going to lie to you either. The shift between growth and decline actually starts happening in your 30s if you let it. And that's the key. Research shows that much of the age-related loss of fitness that we assume is because we are getting older is actually due to inactivity rather than age alone. In other words, if the only activity you do all day is moving from your desk chair to the driver's seat to the couch to your bed every day, you will see a far more rapid onset of all the signs of aging. If you want to stay active for life, keep being active now. If you're not active now, start. So what are the signs of aging? Let me go over all the terrible things that begin to happen, and then we'll look at ways you can slow the process and even reverse it. As you age, your heart beats slower, which means that it can't bring oxygen to your muscles quite as efficiently, leading to fatigue and heavier breathing. Loss of flexibility. Your tendons begin to lose their elasticity and your range of motion in your joints can shorten. That means your hip extension, for example, won't naturally be as wide anymore. Reduced muscle mass. This begins in your 30s if you let it and starts in the lower limbs, your legs. Reduced bone density. Bone density naturally peaks at age 30 as bone loss speeds up and bone growth declines. Weak bones break easier and they don't provide a strong structure to run fast. Weight gain. As we lose muscle mass, our total energy requirement shrinks, which can lead to fat gain if you eat the same amount you always have. Now, this is important. Weight gain is not directly related to aging itself or hormonal changes in menopause. It's more about the metabolic changes that happen when we lose fitness because gaining fitness has become harder to do. Slower recovery and healing. Your body simply will not quite be as quick to build and repair damaged tissues after workouts. You might feel more soreness after a hard workout and you might find that you just can't find your speed when you need it. This does not mean you've actually lost speed. You're just not recovered enough to run fast on the same schedule you could before. All of these changes will come to varying degrees if you live long enough. But every single one of them is happening right now to sedentary people in their 30s and even in their 20s. Inactivity and unhealthy eating will age you far faster than actual aging ever could. But of course, I'm preaching to the choir here, right? You are a runner, and despite all your best intentions, you're starting to feel your age. Will you ever get faster? I'll go over that right after this. 
I'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about nutrition. You are an athlete, and that means most standard nutrition advice isn't meant for you. While most Americans are struggling with trying to eat less and move more, for most runners, it's the opposite. When you're training hard, getting in enough to support your training is the first goal. Getting high quality nutrition at the right time is the second. And that's why I love Nurify by Prevenex. It's the only plant-based protein powder that uses high quality brown rice and organic yellow peas that's smooth enough to dissolve in just water. It's so delicious that even my teenagers are blending it into smoothies for breakfast every day. So yeah, we go through a lot of Nurify around here. I'm happy they're starting the day off right with a perfectly balanced meal, and they're happy mom lets them make a milkshake for breakfast. Here's the cool thing. My friends at Prevenix are giving the Planted Runner listeners 15% off your first order of Neurofy Plus with the coupon code PR15. So head to www.prevenex.com and use my code PR15 to get started today. That's prevenex.com and use my code PR15. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman. This is The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. Is it really possible to get stronger and faster even past the age of, say, 60 or 70? The answer is a resounding yes, with some asterisks. Faster and stronger are clearly relative terms. If you've trained hard to be strong and fast your whole life, you've likely maxed out your absolute speed and strength when you were at your biological peak. The good news for you is that as you age, the number of people as fit as you starts to shrink. So relative to your age group, you're going to be on top. Now, you might not like comparing yourself to other people. It's a comparison trap, you say. You just want to compare yourself to your past self and get faster than you used to be. Honestly, at some point... That kind of comparison trap is just as sticky. You are not you 20 years ago. That was a completely different person. And it's just as unfair to compare you now to past you than it is to be competitive with strangers. But this is exactly the time when comparing yourself to your biological peers can really help motivate and inspire you. 
You have the experience and the fitness to be best in class now, but you can't train like past you did. I'll get to that part in just a bit. Now let's say you found running later in life. You haven't always been obsessed with training and fitness and endurance running, and you are loving your new lifestyle. Keep going. With smart training, consistency, and dedication, you can get remarkably faster and stronger no matter age you started at. Before I go over my best training tips that I use with master's athletes all over the world, we need to know what kind of athlete you are because the advice is not going to be the same. And this is not about athletic talent or speed, but desire and dedication. The first group is what I like to call the lifestyle runner. This type of runner runs for health and fitness, but isn't necessarily into racing or running at the expense of other activities in life. You love being fit, getting in the mental health benefits of a good run, but your life is also full with plenty of other active pursuits. You don't mind missing a run to get on the bike or ski on fresh powder. In the middle, we have the running enthusiast. This is someone who loves running above all other sports. You don't just run to be fit and healthy, you are running to build confidence, community, and discover who you really are when you accomplish big goals. Most of these runners love racing and training with a purpose. And finally, we have the rabid stands. If you don't know, a stan is a super fan or even a stalker fan. Running at the highest level for you is not just something you do, it's something you are. You get immense satisfaction from working hard to conquer big challenges and you can't imagine your life without it. Others would probably consider you a runaholic, but you don't mind, we all have our quirks. It would be a disservice to you if I were to just give you blanket advice to cover all three of these different kinds of master's runners. A lot of what I'm about to say is going to overlap, but I'm going to be sure to point out the differences. Now, let's get back to slowing those pesky signs of aging. The great news for runners is that aerobic running is one of the best activities we can do for our hearts. As long as you are going slow enough to breathe almost as easily as walking, you're in the aerobic zone, and that builds a strong and healthy heart at any age. If you've been tracking your heart rate for years as a runner, you'll likely see your average heart rate go down when you run. But go ahead and throw away that outdated formula of 220 minus your age to get your max heart rate. That is generic advice meant for the general population, not you. Next up is loss of flexibility. As runners, we only really need to be flexible in four places, the thoracic spine, the hip as it extends, the ankle as it flexes, and the big toe for a strong push-off. Now, we want to move well in every joint in the body, of course, but we don't need to be passively flexible with elongated muscles everywhere. The answer to this is dedicated mobility training. Mobility is moving without restriction through your range of motion. This means your shoulders can move all the way back for a good arm swing. Your stride can open up because your hips move well. And you can get your butt all the way down to your ankles in a squat because your ankles are mobile enough to allow your knees to move past your toes. If you need help with this, 
Check out the Planted Runner on YouTube, where I've got some simple yet effective mobility workouts for runners. 10 minutes a couple of times a week would be perfect for the lifestyle runner. Rabid stands could opt to do a few minutes of mobility every single day. Now let's talk about muscle and bone loss. I'm gonna pair them together because the solution is the same, lift weights. Lifestyle runners should lift heavy once a week to build strength and lift light with more reps for a full range of motion once a week. Running enthusiasts should add in one more dedicated leg day. Rabid stands don't necessarily need to add another day of lifting, but you'll be lifting heavier, longer, or combining your hardest strength days after your hardest long run. Of course, all the strength training in the world isn't gonna help much if you're under eating. Protein is essential for building muscle, and if you're not eating enough, your body will steal it from your existing muscle. This is part of why we lose muscle as we age. We're less efficient at processing the protein we eat. We don't eat enough of it to build muscle, and we don't strength train enough as we age. So if you're not gaining muscle despite lifting regularly, and you're especially sore and tired, take a look at your protein intake. Lifestyle runners can probably get away with the minimum recommended daily allowance for protein. For adults over 40, that's about a gram per kilogram of body weight. For a 150-pound person, that's 68 grams of protein. Rabbit stands should bump that up to 1.7 per kilogram of body weight, which would be 115 grams for that 150-pound runner. Running enthusiasts will fall somewhere in the middle. In order to do this without consuming excessive calories from carbs and fat, you might need to supplement even if you're not a fully plant-based runner. Now, I'm fully aware that telling older runners to eat more typically doesn't go over so well. That's because a lot of us know that gaining fat is inevitable as we age. But actually, it's not. Fat gain only happens when we burn less than we eat, but that doesn't mean you need to move more and eat less. Our metabolic processes have become less efficient, and our caveman gene default is to store fat. Muscle, on the other hand, is calorically expensive, so that's the first thing to go when you undereat. Not to mention, you've probably gotten so good at running that it's no longer the fat-burning tool that worked so well in your 30s. The answer to this dilemma is to build that muscle and do something you're bad at. <laughs> if you just run like you always have, don't be surprised if things don't stay the same. Cross-training can not only boost your endurance in a low-impact way, but it can also help you use muscles that you're not used to, creating a fitter body all over. Many older athletes use cross-training instead of an easy recovery run because it's easier on the joints and helps you truly recover. Speaking of recovery, yep, that's going to take longer as you get older, but you can still build strong muscles and bones. If you keep pushing day after day without rest or easy recovery days, you will never properly repair and grow stronger, not to mention the risk of injury and overtraining goes way up. 
Learn to enjoy your easy and rest days. That's when the hard work shows up. When you're in your 20s and 30s, running a hard day at the track on Tuesday, a tempo on Thursday, and a long run on Saturday, maybe that was no big deal. But very few runners in their 40s and beyond can handle a schedule like that successfully for very long. So instead, push back that tempo to Friday, for example, then push the long run back a day. Or maybe you skip that second speed workout entirely every other week or even every week. Running is supposed to make you feel good. So if you're not feeling good day after day, ease up and recover. Other essential recovery tips are to slow down those easy runs so that they're truly restorative. Easy should mean a slow jog, not your marathon pace. And the last topic I want to bring up is alcohol. I don't think that this is talked about enough in the running community. Alcohol has zero health benefits, and it dramatically affects your sleep and well-being, even if you're not a big drinker. Good sleep can be harder to achieve as we age for many reasons, but your alcohol use is something you can control. Now, I'm not saying you have to give it up completely if you enjoy it. After all, it's a major way that we celebrate with others. But I will say, point blank, alcohol is hurting your training. For lifestyle runners, that means limiting your drinking to less than seven drinks a week. For running enthusiasts, skip drinking during the week and limit it to a total of four drinks per week. And for rapid stands, you're looking at maybe two drinks per week, if any. I almost feel like I have to apologize here or mitigate this with some kind of do what works for you when it comes to alcohol. Having a glass of wine with dinner or a beer after a run is just so normalized for many that pushing back on that feels like I'm somehow giving extreme advice. So do what you want with it, but I promise you, alcohol is not doing your sleep, health, or fitness any favors. Out of all runners, the rabid stands who found running later in life will be the ones who objectively get the fastest despite their age. But they're also the ones with the highest risk of burnout, injury, and perhaps even neuroticism with running than the other two groups. A runner who quite literally slows down their running from their speedy younger years will naturally lose speed but hopefully will find joy and fulfillment from other aspects of their rich life. So the next time a runner comes to me asking if they can get faster as a master, I will tell them yes. And then I'll share this episode with them because only you will be able to decide if it's worth it and possible. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is focus on the exhale. In meditation, we often focus on the breath to quiet our minds from distractions. In running, you can practice this as well. When running hard, you will likely have a breathing pattern of two steps inhale, one step exhale, or the reverse. Try focusing on a deeper inhale and a faster, more powerful exhale. It sounds like this. 
Imagine you're filling your lungs deeply with oxygen and you are powerfully expelling the waste. Speed comes in and slow moves out. There's nothing inherently magical about this breathing pattern other than getting you into a nice rhythm for fast running. What's the most powerful is the change of focus, which will naturally change the negative thoughts. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple Podcast review, so be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach, and it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Cherie Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures.